Hello and welcome to the debut episode of the 3 and D podcast. I'm Crit, joined by my hosts, Nug and Doe. This is a podcast whipped up by some three Aussie blokes who are just going to talk all things hoops. This episode, we'll be covering our predictions for player awards, who we think might win the championship, some busts, and everything to do with the upcoming NBA season. So whack the kettle and grab a cuppa and make yourself comfy while you listen to the best damn podcast you're ever going to listen to. James catches, puts up the three, won't go, rebound, box, back out to Allen, his So, banging off this episode, we're going to go straight into MVP. So, my pick for MVP this season was Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he had a great final mm-hmm. series. Even the playoffs last year just showed that even though he's a great player, he could just still go up to another level. Um, got that winning mentality as well that, you know, not to say that not many players have it these days, but it's definitely fewer and fewer that are just like so helping on winning kind of like Kobe was. Yeah. I think... I reckon for Giannis, something clicked for him in the playoffs. He um he went from, in the first round, he was sort of just like playing how he normally did. Like, of course, he was dominating and stuff. But yeah. once the Nets round got really serious, he sort of started like becoming more of a leader. And I think he sort of transformed into the superstar and he realized that he was one. Like, yeah. he was like yelling at people in the huddle, like forcing the issue and stuff like that, which is something we haven't really seen from him before, I don't think. That's a good point. Yeah, I think Giannis is sort of like what we had with LeBron for like, I don't know, 10, 12 years. That guy that every year, no matter what they do, is like top four or five MVP vote. So when you're sort of betting on him, you know that he's going to, at the very least, he's going to be in the conversation. Um, I think he's good. My only worry with him is, is, I think, is his knee like, okay, has he, I don't know if he's... um. Yeah, I don't know if he's fully recovered from that. When he was in the finals, yeah, I don't think he fully recovered, but like that's also just a testament to the type of player he was. He really wanted to get that win, and stuff like that. Obviously, knee injury is pretty serious, but definitely the drive to get through it, and like not the type of person get injuries like beat him down psychologically or anything like that. Played about twenty minutes in preseason the other day, but yeah, it's it's probably a bit of a worry. I mean, he might get he might get rested a bit through the season, but. Especially since, like, the Bucks know that, like, they can win win it yeah. all. There's no reason for him to go balls to the walls. Yeah, I mean, that's the Bucks' difference from when he won in 19 and 20. They were, like, top – they finished first seed both years. Like, they were going hard eyes in the regular season, just got bounced out in the playoffs both times. Yeah. But this yeah. year, it's more like they, they know what to do when they get there. They know they can do it. So, they just want to, like, make sure they get there and everyone's healthy. So, he might get, like, really load managed and – yeah, yeah, especially it, late. It because that, yeah, he's still like, straying further time. and further be... away from Thibodeau as well. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be, be yeah. I, uh, for my, I actually, I reckon Jokic is a good-ass pick, to be honest. I mean, the last mm. 10 years, I had a look. There's been three guys repeat, like LeBron in 12 and 13, Curry in 15 and 16, Giannis in 19 and 20. So, Saying that like someone's not going to win because they won the year before doesn't apply yeah. to MVP. Um, yeah. He averages like enough points, enough rebounds, enough assists. So ruling all that out, I think he's top four or five guys. Fifteen dollars at the moment. I think with all the favourites in the market at the moment, he's probably the one who's a little bit 
Um, his like inferred odds would probably be like eleven, twelve dollars. So I think he's a little bit over the odds at the moment. Um, you know he's going to put up massive numbers, and Murray's not going to be there for at least the first half of the year. And even when he comes back, he'll take a while to get back into full minutes. So offense is going to. It already went through Jokic, but it's going to go through him even more. And I don't see any reason that he's going to put up yeah. worse numbers than he did last. No, it's, it's definitely a good shout because people really do undersell Jokic because he's not that prototypical NBA player. And yeah. It's just yeah. really easy to get undersell just because, you know, just how he plays. But, like, he left the league in win shares last year and his yeah. impact on the floor is just astronomical. Like, gets involved in every play, comes up big every time. Like, he's so easy to sleep on as well. But definitely a great pick for MVP because he's not, like, he's not going anywhere. He's still really young. I think he's only, like, I think he's 25 or 26 maybe. So, we'll definitely keep it up yeah. next year. I think I think with Jokic, the biggest thing with him is how good the Nuggets go without Murray. Yeah, That'll be the, the biggest thing. If they can win like 55, pushing towards 60, then he's definitely a really good shout. But if for some reason they like Mike Porter Jr. comes out really slow and Jokic has no help, it might be a bit tough unless he averages some yeah. ridiculous stats, which which is not out yeah. of the um, ordinary. But, yeah, it's a good pick. For my one, I yeah. had James Harden. I, I just think with... Um, it's really just not looking like Kyrie's going to get vaccinated. And with that being the case, him missing at least, I think it's 43 games because he misses the games at Madison Square Garden as well. Yeah, um, Harden's obviously going to be running the show. You, you don't know when KD's going to be healthy. Um, he's He's been missing a lot of time and obviously he's had quite a few serious injuries of recent times. But yeah, I think Harden could average 30 and close to 12 to 13 assists. He'll probably lead the league in assists. And he could very well lead it in points too. And I think the Nets could win 60, 65 games. They're just stacked. Yeah, I feel like with Harden. Yeah, I really like Harden as well. I think it's definitely after a tough. It's... Sorry, Dale. Yeah, uh, you, you go. Oh, definitely with Harden. Uh, it's, 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 it's really underselled just how good of a player he is, especially recently, because a lot of people just taking that recency bias. Like, you know, he sat out a lot of last year and wasn't able to, but when he did make an impact on the Nets, like I think their win percentage mm. games with him was like 70 something and without him, not only 50 something. So his impact saw, is just like insane compared to Kyrie's. I saw apparently um, Daron Sharp, their rookie center was getting interviewed the other day. And he said that Kyrie, uh, no, not Kyrie, Harden has really changed in terms of his leadership. And he's yep. become more like hands-on and he's been like the biggest influence on him, which to, to me, I was surprised to hear because in Houston, you always heard about how bad of a teammate he was. So clearly yeah. something has switched and he's decided it like it's time to win. Yeah, it's like, definitely an environment where winning's like, you know, it's right on the horizon for them if they can really try it. they got like the most stacked team in the league. And like, yeah. not to say that, you know, obviously in Houston, even around 2018, like 2019, when he had that team, he wasn't that leader. And like Russ came in and was still that leader, but they sort of bumped heads at times just because, yeah, who knows like yeah. where he's at in terms of leadership. But to hear he's taken steps is definitely a scary thought for the rest of the league because he can really turn it on. I think also um, what what Steve Nash did last year a lot of the time, especially when it was just two of the big three playing, he would just um, play Harden with the bench unit and just run like, pick and rolls with Nick Claxton, kind of like how Harden played in Houston. And with Kyrie missing half the season, there's obviously going to be a fair bit of that, which means he can play a very similar way to the way he did when he won the MVP already. 
Yeah, he um he had per hundred possessions after he went to the Nets last year. He averaged fourteen and a half assists, which is like yeah, he's ridiculous. gonna have the keys that offense. They got so many like shooters like Harris Mills, Cam Thomas. If he can get minutes, KD yeah. obviously like he's gonna absolutely rack up the assists, and he's just a bucket getter. He'll get twenty five a game. No Easy. worries. He's yeah. He was probably my second. Um, yeah, top pick. Really yeah, Harden was definitely up there for me. The only slide I had against him was just obviously it's tough sort of cracking into the top of an MVP race when you have a player like Kevin Durant sitting next to you and then yeah. even Kyrie Irving, mm. if he does get vaccinated, which I don't think will happen, will definitely take away touches from him. But like they've got sure. a great team. I reckon their goal is definitely the finals. And I still don't think they're going to get caught up in mid-season awards, but he's definitely, he's got his hat in the ring. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the most improved player. Nug, who do you have for that one? I had OG Ananobi. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't say he's like a clear favourite for this, but at the same time, there's at this point of the, at the season, before the season starts, no one ever really has a solid idea on who the clear favourite is. It's sort of just whoever comes out of the blocks really hot. Yeah, it's always um, a speculation. Yeah, yeah. Like they can guess, oh, this person's going to get a bigger role or whatever, but... I, th- I just think with Kyle Lowry leaving, there's clearly a big leadership position that needs to be stepped into. Freddie Van Fleet will do a fair bit of that, but they're, they're needing some leadership on the, along the wings. OG Ananobi is, I think he's turning 25 this year. Um, his his usage in the preseason games has been way up. He's been taking the same amount of shots as Freddie and he's been scoring really well. He's He always contributes with rebounds, defensive stats and stuff like that. But I think if he can sort of average like 22, 5 and 5, he can push towards an all-star game and then get the nod eventually. Yeah, I think um, he's definitely, definitely a chance. It depends a bit on Siakam as well. If Siakam gets traded, then he like the number one option on offense and he can like, yeah. definitely get him what he needs. I think um, but I think a lot of that will depend. Siakam's not going to be back till like mid-November, early December. So I think it'll depend how OG comes out of the blocks. If he's, you know, averaging 20, 22, they might just like have the green light to trade Siakam and give him the keys yeah. to sort of the next chapter of wherever the Raptors are Do you think the Raptors will be good enough as well because I think since 2010 the teams of players that have won it have averaged 47 wins so that's like basically mm. like Raptors going to make the playoffs um, which yeah that, that could be the only thing the other guys are like I've got as options they all don't play for that good of teams either I feel like this year a lot of the good teams are like really good established players and the ones in the middle um, yeah, I'm not sure there's too many candidates there, but I think like the Raptors line at last time I checked, it was like 39.5. And while they might look pretty average on paper, say like Freddie steps up a bit, Ananobi steps up a lot, and then Siakam comes back, that's a pretty good lineup. And they're very deep in yeah. terms of their wings. Yeah. I saw a, st- a stat they have like in terms of what they think their rotation is going to be, I think it's like. Freddie and Dragic are the only people under 6'5", and then it's like Gary Trent, and then there's like six or seven guys that are between 6'7 and 6'9", which is... Yeah. And Nick yeah, Nurse is a very, very good coach. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised like if they won't yeah, right fall off. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like Arnobi as a pick for um, most improved, and like 
since trading Norman Powell, like, yeah, Gary Trent's been a great sort of asset, but that wing role, it's been done like a major amount of scoring for the Raptors is definitely getting filled majority of the time by Anunobi. And he's coming down the stretch, hitting big shots from like and an late part of the season last year. Yeah. But um, yeah, obviously the only slight that I had against him as most improved was like, I think it was like one in the, like, the last five um, most improved players, like which wasn't, it wasn't an all-star, so that was Pascal Siakam. So it's kind of like, hmm. yeah, definitely. I don't know if he has like the tools to become an all-star, and he's like a great defender and stuff. But yeah, it's just hard. Like, I'm not too sure. Like, obviously, Raptors winning is also a big deal too because you know they've got a good team, but they're not very experienced. But then, hmm. then again, like I don't know if he's and definitely what's, a great shot. What's he playing now? He was 23 he 20 the yeah. other day. But he's definitely yeah, a great so option because like, Scotty Barnes will take go right on his wing. Yeah, Scotty Barnes go right under um, Anunoby's wing, like in that role as well. Yeah. So you automatically become a leader, and like with Pascal out and like on the trade block, might not even be making that much of an impact. Mm. I I, do, I reckon like the offense will get run mostly through him and Freddie. Um, that's what we've seen in preseason, and I just think he's a good shout. Another this one's a bit more of a like a smoky like it well not to me but in terms of like betting odds and stuff I really like Anthony Edwards he's um grown to six six I'm super high on the Timberwolves this year I think they'll make the playoffs I just think it's all going to come together they had a year from hell last year and Chris Finch is a really good coach um, in the last month of last season he averaged twenty seven six and five as well as a steal and a block which is pretty special for a first year player. Um, just thinking about like how COVID um, interrupted their first year and all that. Like he's only really having his first sort of off season and stuff now. I think he's yeah. about to explode. Yeah, still a very young player as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't knock that at all. If, if that's betting on like a massive jump for him because we sort of assume that they're all going to be all stars. Um, yeah. Get it. So he's gonna yeah. Like have to have a. Ma- I don't uh, be yeah. A huge date for him, but I don't doubt it as well. I think yeah, I'm he, expecting big leaps from the Timberwolves as well. And half so. of the year was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timberwolves. I reckon they'll be definitely in the playing contention. So, and he'll be a big part of that too. And obviously, them only playing like a handful of games last year with their full lineup. Like once they're healthy, they can be a little better team than what people are selling for. For sure. Um, my pick yeah. for most improved was Ja Morant. I do feel like he's going to make that jump to an hey. all-star next year amongst the West. Um, showed, you know, he's shown great leaps. Like, I do feel like they'll sniff the playoffs, maybe get the play-in, which will obviously be big for his case of getting um, most improved, like that stat though just mentioned before. Last year was only at like 19 points per game, 7.4 assists. But, um, yeah, he's just shown, like, insane capacity to get those numbers up. And, like, even in that playing game, like, he just goes on to another level. And I do feel like he's sort of getting the superstar treatment soon enough, especially in Memphis, and they're going to build around him. So he's definitely got the potential to start getting crazy stats up there next year. For sure. Yeah, I, I reckon like Ja. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're betting on Ja, you're betting on the Grizzlies. You know, I don't think that's a bad bet at all. Here's my top pick as well. I think he yeah. definitely become an all-star. Um, if the Grizzlies are good, it's going to be because Ja is really good. And yeah, he averaged 19 points, like you said last year. And you can, to historically, I think since like 1986, the winners of the most improved award have averaged an increase of seven 
um, points per game. So he definitely has like the um, like the wiggle room, if you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. like he averaged twenty six last year. He's got to go yeah, to thirty three. Yeah, exactly. He averaged nineteen. He could definitely get to mid twenties. Like Fox last year averaged twenty five and a half. Yeah, he could definitely so, up to his Jar projects as a similar sort of player. I think yeah. with most improved, my like biggest advice would be is probably I like, if you if you like someone. Um, and you think they're value then to get on them. But I think the best advice with that is to wait on that. And then around like December, January time when the all-star votes start coming out, because you we know you pretty much have to be an all-star to win the award. You also yeah. want to be a, on a player team. Look for that guy who's like 22 to 26 years old, who's averaging around 25 points per game for the first time, um, who looks like they're going to be an all-star and you should get pretty good juice then. Um, on the market because it's just at the moment there's probably 20 guys who could do that. I think a lot of it comes down to like it's like this with a lot of awards but just like how the media hypes them up like the player comes flying out of the gates first season averaging 25 they're like making highlight tapes and stuff like that that's always one thing to look out for as well. Yeah that's why I definitely think that all stuff is just so imperative because it's like more and more like awards are becoming so much more media based and, like, if you're not making the all-star game, you're not really getting the media's attention, so you're not really getting that most improved contention sort of thing. Yeah. Like, a couple of smokers yeah. I had for um, most improved, like Tyler Hero, DeJounte Murray, and even, like, Wendell Carter because he's sort of got a lot of growing room in that end role in, at the Magic. Oh. But, like, I don't feel like any of them are sort of going to find their way to all-star way. So that's why they're definitely down in the smoky end of the chart. Is Wendell even going to start in Orlando? Probably he's, not, um, but they've got so much space kind of- down at the centre, so... Yeah, and he's got so much defensive capability. He's definitely a real smoky, and I don't feel like he'll win it. But I definitely <laughs> think he's gonna make, he's gonna make a jump. I think in the next couple of years. I really um, I like RJ is thirty six dollars. It's like third year in the league, which is in like any sport. They talk about the third year go pro. Yeah, it's like the big sort of leap year. He averaged seventeen and a half last year, which is four more than the year before. So like he's improving. The hype on him out of the Knicks. Um, through the off-season has been massive. They'll talk about how much more confident he is, um, especially with his shot and stuff. I watched their pre-season game and even the mechanics of his shot, they're just like straighter um, mm. and more like, compact. He just looks... He's starting to look like a really, really good NBA player. And I don't know if he can... like. There's a lot of the ball to go around on the next team with like Kemba and Rose and yeah, now. And yeah. Obviously, yeah. was their best player last year, but I don't know. I- Ed, yeah, he's like 40 bucks on some books. Um, I think you could do worse than that. Definitely. Yeah, RJ. All right, so moving on to D-Poy, defensive player of the year. Um, I couldn't really find anything interesting about this award. So like, there was only one non-sensor to win in the last 10 years, and that was Kawhi. Um, since 1988, 21 of the 24 winners made the All-Star game. Beyond that, like, Pete winners win this award. It's just centers who play in good teams, block shots. I don't have a pick for this award. It's an important award, but I would never bet on this award. So, yeah, you, if you guys got anything good to say about it, then feel free to. Um, yeah, I agree. It's definitely skewed with, like, rebounds, blocks, and whichever team has a good defense. But um, for me, as a Miami Nuffy, I'm really back in BAM to have a big year here. Um, I genuinely do yeah. think he'll win it. I think with... Rudy, I think there's going to be a bit of voters fatigue. I just can't see him getting it this year. And apart from him, there's obviously Giannis, but I think the field is quite open. And with this, the um, 
the players Miami got in the offseason, I think our defense is going to be one of, if not the best defenses in the league. And that's obviously led by Bam. He's the um the the anchor to our defense. There's there was a, a funny quote. They they've started calling the Miami locker room the kennel because they claim that they've got a lot of dogs, which I like. I just saw that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the that. Kennel. Yeah, I generally I just <laughs> think Bam could average two two blocks, one steal, and I think obviously PJ helping with box outs and the physicality. I think he'll grab a few more rebounds as well and just get noticed a bit yeah. more in that regard. Yeah, it's definitely a good show. I do think Bam's definitely in a great position to win it, and it's hard to look past Rudy Gobert. Like he was, I think he was he led the league in defensive rating and defensive win shares by a good margin as well. He had like 5.2 defensive win shares and second had 3.4. So it was, um, it's tough to go past Rudy, but yeah, voters fatigue is definitely coming in play. Like, you know, I, I do think yeah, one of my smokes for this award is, yeah, one of my smokes for this award is Draymond Green and he's all the way down at $31 and like mm. that, that Warriors team sort of back to what they were in 2016. I don't know if they're going to perform the same, but I still do feel like that Draymond's going to be sort of getting those defensive Win shares back, like he was tied fourth in the league last year with 3.4 defensive win shares, and he's paying 31 bucks. And obviously, it's hard to go past the center, like Joey said, but Draymond's yeah. a multiple time winner as well. My main pick was Ben Simmons, obviously, to shake it up a bit. I don't feel like he's probably going to win it, obviously, with all the recent drama going on, and who knows what his role with Philly would be like, and even if he's going to stay at Philly. But he's a defensive monster, one through five, can guide everyone. Was um 106.1 defensive rating, which was good for like fourth in the league last year, and obviously being next to Matisse Thybul, both from the making defensive teams last year, they are definitely a defensive juggernaut of a team. And Ben Simmons does get majority of the limelight for that, but yeah, yeah. definitely hard to go past centers and big, big forwards. I think Thybul's actually a bit of a smoky for it as well. If he can, like, I know Simmons has been reported back to Philly today, but. Like, if they trade for a smaller guard or something opens up where Thibault can yeah. play 30 minutes a night, yeah, I think that um, he could easily average close to two steals and, like, a block and a half, which is just, in, like, that's crazy for someone who's six foot five. Um, yeah, exactly. He had 2.7 defensive win shares last year and he was only getting 20 points per game and showed everyone during the Olympics what he can really do on the defensive end. So, yeah, it's definitely got the potential there. And, you know, he's only a third-year player this year, so... So much yeah, I reckon betting on Philly at the moment, unless you got Daryl Morey's buddy number <laughs> and you know what they're going to do, I think you're like literally oh, yes. gambling on what's going to happen with the club. Yeah. I think, and like obviously, Embiid, what you're talking about him for MVP, number one thing is he's probably not going to play enough games. Like, I think they've all played like 70 games or something in the last yeah. 10 years, apart from the bubble. But, um, like, if Simmons goes, then he gets the paint all to himself and he doesn't have to be a stretch five anymore. But you have no idea what's going to happen with Simmons. And then, obviously, if he gets traded, that means someone is coming in and you don't know what sort of player that's going to be. So, I think, I yeah, think exactly. Simmons, for de- speaking of deep play, he's like six bucks in the room. I think you'd be nuts to – so, I think he's like a good pick. Like, he might win the award, but those odds, you could definitely... You could get the same odds in three months when you know where he's playing. And, yeah, you yeah, definitely can't much out of it. Yeah, it's definitely risky. Yeah. It's hard to go past Gobert, though. He's just insane. Yeah. 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 I think the voters as well. The voters, like... The, we know the voters and the media. And the media, the, like, love the stats, love... Like, probably... I don't know what it would be, but you'd assume... 
the big portions of the media, just like in real life, who love Gobert and hype him up and like they'll pull out all the Raptor ratings and everything, yeah. And yeah. talk about how good he is with that. Um, so they'll just like love him and vote for him of that. And but yeah, very fatigue is a real thing. He's yeah. won it three times already. And, yeah. um, he's going to have to have a crazy year, but he also is definitely the favorite for a reason. The only yeah. thing is. There's been more and more talk, especially after the playoffs, of just like how the Jazz defense just keeps falling apart year after year in the playoffs and how like mm-hmm. the drop coverage killed them and stuff. So I think that could definitely yeah, like tarnish his team. With that. Yeah. yeah. Terrence Mann dropped 40. So. Right. Who wants to hear my best award bet of the whole season for any right. award? Go on. All right. Sure. So, first thing you got to do is go on your phone. You got to download the tab because sportsmen don't have this market. But for coach of the year, so the like biggest nugget with coach of the year is that good, a good team. You have to win a good. You have to coach a good team to win it. But if the team was good last year, you won't win it. Since 2013, the win total for those teams has increased by 13. So it's got to be a big increase. $41, Chris Finch. I'd never heard of him until yeah. I um. <laughs> Looked at it, but here's the Bulls coach. We're talking about how much we love the Wolves. If they're going to make a jump, I think they're going to make a big jump. And he's going to yeah. be naturally like, who knows if he's even going to be doing anything. He might be cat running everything, but the awards yeah. and the voters are going to look for that team that really jump out of the box, not the team that go from being great to great. They're going to go from the team that went from shit to really good. Like Tibbs won it last year, mixed with terrible or oh, good yeah. last year. You look, look back and it's the same trend. He's $41. That's like write your own ticket sort of territory. I think if the Wolves are good, you're gonna at least get cash out value on that. It'll come into like ten dollars. Like he's not yeah. his odds won't go up, I think. That's something to look for when you're looking at value as well. I think he, yeah. That's my best bet of yeah. it. I, I love that. Yeah, I reckon I reckon like he's like an offensive genius. He's like he like obviously Cat could shoot before last year, but what he turned him into in the last couple of months of the season was just unreal. Like he was just like a playmaking like shot creator, but a center. It was insane. Yeah. He's, he's just um he's insane offensively. And then couple that with like the defensive pickups they made with like Torian Prince and Pat Bev and um Jaden McDaniels. He is like he's going to be very good as well. So yeah, yeah and like, I down the really stretch like last that. year they they actually tried like. They yeah. should have tanked, but they tried to win, which shows the influence he has. I think, yeah. yeah. I think he's definitely a much crap. more spirited team. Yeah, well, I feel like that same sort of mentality can apply with Bill Donovan and the Bulls. Like, I do feel like the yeah. Bulls being oversold a bit just because they've sort of re-upped it and got a good team on paper, but it's one of those overnight teams. But, you know, if they can sort of find their way into a decent part of the playoffs with the East. Billy Dawson will definitely be getting that one. Like, Quinn Snyder was also up there for my coach of the year, but you do raise a good point there, though. And the only reason I sort of had him in there was because he's not been picked yet, it's even though the Jazz stiff. have just been one of the premier teams. Yeah, he was real stiff. And so was Monty Williams last year as well, for bringing mm-hmm. Phoenix from like dead last to first in the West, which isn't easy to do. But um, yeah, definitely a lot of value in there, but and it's obviously not one of those ones that you're going to be getting large amounts of money on, but... Yeah, Chris Finch is great shout for 41 bucks. Speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> Back up the truck, Chris Finch. Times you money by 41. Yeah, I'm on him. Yeah, Chris Finch is my pick as well. Yeah, it's a good shout. Uh, so, what else do we have? We had six men of the year. We're going to move on to that one. Yep. 
Um, my pick for that one is yeah. very hard to go past last year's winner, Jordan Clarkson. The role he's carved himself out for on that team is just like mm. the perfect role for him. Like come off the bench and just drop 30 if you want. Like do what you want. We don't care. We don't need you to do anything else. Yeah. And that's obviously just his type of role. He's, he's not going to be that sort of star player that runs big minutes with the starters and he doesn't want to be that player either. And especially on a winning team like Utah, it's definitely a great role. And there's sort of just no one else that comes close. Like a smoky that I had for the, the role was Kobe White because, you know, the Bulls will be getting a lot more sort of limelight. I do feel the media will sway some votes his way, but I just don't feel like anyone's going to pick off mm. um, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. I've got... I, um, you go. Uh, yeah. I was going to say about Clarkson. I agree. He's, like, absolutely favorite for a reason. I just think if you, we're talking in terms of... Um, like, if I'm talking in terms of betting, I think the odds he's at at the moment will be the same odds he's at two months in the yeah. season, even if he comes out playing zone, because there's going to be so many other guys that are sort of chances in the market as well. So I think you can probably, if you all bet, if you want to make your bet Clarkson, I think you can probably wait on him. But I think I agree is the best pick. I reckon the best value is um, D-Rose. Um, you can shop around and get him. He's over $20 on some books. He averaged 15 points last year. The last four winners have all averaged 18 plus. So he needs to have a bump up. We know he can have that bump last year in the playoffs. He had uh, 26 and 30 in back-to-back games. So he can score if he needs to. Um, and, yeah, like he's going to be – if he comes out, he averages like 16, 17, has some massive nights. It's going to be media loving, plays in the big market. Um, yeah, he's got such a good story as well. Like, yeah. yeah, I think he's – he'd be my second pick. And I think his, like, inferred odds, which is like the percentage – how many times you ran the season – I think if you run the season 15 times, he's definitely going to win it at least once um, yeah. or probably more than once. So I think $15 is his shortest odds, but I have him like probably 9 or $10. So I think he's yeah. good value at the moment. You can't hate D-Rose, so I can't knock that at all. Yeah. He, he's like, without a doubt, he's the next most important player. Like, like it, it's weird to say, but he's like yeah. the heart and soul of what they are now. Yeah. Yeah, Tibbs played him 38 minutes a game in the playoffs last year. Like, yeah. They, they need him. He's like, yeah. a bit different now with Kemba there, but he's yeah, he's got that role yeah. like carved out for him. Just come on and score. I think... And that's for, a guards award. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think for me, it's Tyler Hero. Again, being a Miami Nuffy, um, it's an easy pick yeah, for me. But... but um. Yeah, like I just in in the preseason he has looked like a different player, and the the thing that I don't think can be under that I think is over underplayed. Sorry, is um how he just had no rest. Like for a rookie to come and play like sixty games through the bubble, play in the finals, and like it's not like he was just playing ten minutes; he was playing twenty five, thirty, and like we needed him to score yeah. then, and then he had yeah. no break, and the whole Miami team was just sluggish last year, so. I think coming into this year, you know, he, he's had a kid in the off-season. He's got some dad strength now. Um, he's really got the keys. Yeah, to his... yeah. yeah, he's really got the um, the keys to the second unit. Like, think about who we've got on our bench. It's Hero and then obviously Oladipo when he comes back. But after that, it's Deadman, Marquise Morris, Max Struess. Really, none of them are going to average more than 10 or 12 points. He's yeah, I, like this... I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages the most points for Miami this year. 
Yeah, he's going Euclid in the preseason, just bumpy scoring up with 25.3 just in the preseason alone. And, yeah. You know, obviously, his preseason is not yeah, the best metric of how players going to perform, but he's definitely getting a lot of runs with that second unit he'll be playing with. And definitely, like, looks like, you know, just an eyesore out there because of how much better he is than everyone else on the court. I think also the fact yeah. that we're, we're starting players like Caleb Martin and, and like, Max Struess and stuff just so Tyler can come off as the sixth man and and be used and used to that position, yeah. which I think is a good sign for the role that Spo wants him to play. Yeah, similar to Jordan Clarkson, just come yeah. off and just drop some big points. Don't yeah. need him, have him in the starting yeah. line if he's not going to be doing anything. Yeah. And he, yeah, here I can, like, he averaged 15 in his rookie year. He can definitely average the 18 you probably need yeah. to in the award. Yeah, for it's, sure. Definitely. Yeah, good, good nugget, Nug. Yeah, right. I like it. Nug nuggets, get around them. So, Rookie of the Year, moving that one on. Um, this one's obviously one of the hardest rookie classes of all time to pick a Rookie of the Year mm-hmm. candidate out of. It's so much talent spread across the board, 1 to 60. Um, easy one I'm going for is um, Jalen Green. Just feel like in Houston, he's yeah. taken so he's many shots. Just, yeah, he would get over 20 points per game, I reckon, which is, you know, it's hard to go past a rookie if they're getting over 20 points per game for Rookie of the Year. Um, yeah, and like obviously Kay Cunningham's definitely up there, but I just don't see him like and for what we saw in like the summer league and you know the preseason, I just don't feel like he's gonna be having as much of an impact on you know on a shit team in terms of scoring than what Jalen Green will for Houston. Yeah, yeah I think I, I agree completely. I think one thing as well is with with the Pistons, I think they're sort of delusional. I think they 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 think they're good. Mm. And like I think that 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 means they might oh, like, don't get me started. Yeah, I think that that might means that they might like ease Kate into it, kind of like what happened with Lamelo last year. Um, yeah, and Dwayne Casey's their coach, and he can just do some whack things. So I think that Jalen Green is definitely the front runner. Like he he is the guy at Houston. Like he'll shoot. Yeah. He'll, he yeah. could shoot twenty five shots again. Do whatever he wants. He's yeah. gonna. Like, okay. He'll average the most points. Of rookies, and that's it's a points like league, and yeah, he will get to do whatever he wants. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, I think good, the like, safest core, pick, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's got that good yeah. young core, but they still think they're like a fighting chance to sort of sniff a play and stuff like that, yeah. you know, coming up. Um, look at like that summer league team, apart from not having Jeremy Grant, was very close to what their actual team is going to be, and they were getting. Rolled in summer league by teams yeah. running people that aren't even going to be in the league. Yeah, they're going to struggle. Yeah, they're not they're looking like a good team. Definitely take the overs from there as well. So, not the unders. Sorry, not overs. Uh, Smokey, Smokey, I had for Smokey, had for that one. Is it definitely a, a far cry? And preseason is not the best metric, but Trey Murphy the third paying eighty one dollars. Yeah. He's getting 30 minutes a game in preseason and he's balling out. I don't know how he's going to be doing in terms of cracking that roster with 30 minutes a game. Obviously not when he's in the middle of the next season, but I do feel like he'll get his shots, especially with Graham. I feel like Graham's going to take more, feel more of a role of what Lonzo Ball had and be a bit more of a playmaker than he was sort of scorer on Charlotte. And Trey yeah. Murphy could definitely benefit from that. I think with yeah, Trey... you've got a chance. Yeah, I think with Trey, I think New Orleans have a lot of plans to play Valanciunas with the second unit a lot. Um, like, obviously, he'll start, but I think they want to try... Obviously, Zion's hurt now. He's not even running, but I think they have plans of playing yeah. Zion at centre 
And I think if that happens, Trey will slot into that four as like a stretch four with Ingram and the others they've got there. And I think he can really put up some stats. Like his shooting numbers yeah. are just phenomenal. He is lights out. And to have someone who's 6'10 and can move like he does is is unreal. He was definitely a steal when they got him. Yeah, definitely. Right. Get anyone for Cam Thomas at sixty nine bucks, or is that? Yeah, no, I, I, I was I wanted to put Cam Thomas in. Yeah, I really wanted to. Well, but I just, I just, it's hard to see what his role is going to be on that stack. Yeah, I think without Kyrie there, and then the, just a bunch bunch of old guys, like he might end up having to play big minutes early in the year if they if like hopefully he doesn't because you know it's MVP. But if Harden went down with it. Hammy again, yeah. or even like yeah. Paddy off the bench, then he, yeah, he gets into that role. We know he can score, but I still think, yeah, Jalen Green is clearly the, a top pick. The only thing yeah. with Cam, Cam Thomas is, I reckon, like, people don't know too much about him, but Javon Carter is known as like one of the better perimeter defenders for someone who sucks at basketball. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets slotted in to like the starting lineup or a pretty big role. Um, yeah, and that, like, right next to Patty as well. Yeah, and that like diminishes Cam Thomas's minutes because realistically, it, it, like say Kyrie is not playing, there's no way that Patty and Cam Thomas can be on the court together unless they're playing a bad team. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Patty's the sort of alpha off the bench. Yeah, for sure. He's yeah. not a bad shot. Obviously, with a team yeah, like the Nets, you know, a 19 year old like Cam Thomas, like they're not. Exactly, dying. They just throw them into the lineup. Like they'd rather play their vets and yeah. get the players going to help them get the wins. But yeah, he's, he's like him and Jalen Green is the best scorers in the draft. Like he's just insane. At the and same he's time, way too far. Yeah, at the same time, he could easily um, get lots of junk time minutes and blowouts and stuff, and put up some crazy yeah, numbers definitely. as well. Like in the last ten games when they're resting people, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops forty. All right, so after that, we'll get stuck into the NBA first teams. So my first team that I had, obviously, these are pretty cut and paste. They won't divert too much and definitely feel a bit of my Blazers' influence on it and through Dane Wood and the point guard alongside Doncic, Durant, Antetokounmpo and Embiid. Um, decided to omit Jokic just because I feel like I, I've made that list prior to learning Ben Simmons was coming back. So... Um, I did feel like Embiid was going to have a much bigger role, and he still could if he stays healthy. He was top two in MVP voting, or top three, um, with a handful of games missing as well. So definitely a lot of potential for him to crack that first team this year. Yep, I like it. Yeah. It'll be Embiid or Jokic. I think if Embiid plays enough games, it'll be him. But yeah, I also yeah. pick it for MVP, so go Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> For mine, uh, yeah. I had um, Harden, Curry, LeBron. I still think LeBron's got one more elite year in him. Um, I think, like, like, I don't think he'll win MVP, but I just think the Lakers are going to be so good this year. So, um, yeah, I think he'll sneak in one more. And then I had Giannis and Jokic for the first team. Yeah, pretty good. Do you have one, Doug? Nah, I don't have one. So, no. can't make money on... Or no. NBA team, so I don't know. No worries about that. <laughs> the second team was obviously, it was pretty tough. Like, second team, I chucked Harden and Curry into the guard spots. And I put Bron in the second team just because I know, you know, he's a great player, like, probably best player ever, but he's just, he's so focused right now on like postseason and, you know, his health and everything. So mm. he tends to take the foot off a bit during the regular season. 
I also threw Paul George in there because I do feel like he's, like you said before, Nuggies, he's going to be going nuts this year, I reckon, and no, no Kawhi. And he showed in the playoffs what he can do when he's leading that um, Clippers unit. And then obviously Jokic filled out the final center spot. I had, I, I like that. Um, there's, there's a few differences here. I chucked in a smoky. I think Donovan Mitchell will sneak into a second team this year. Um, he, yeah. he could very well not make yeah. it, but I think, yeah. I think he's still got another jump to make. Um, into like proper superstardom. I think he's quite underrated. Um, like the numbers he puts up, especially at like 6-1, are unreal. So I've got him. Yeah, he's great, bro. Yeah, him, Luca, Tatum, uh, Durant, and Embiid. I think that's my second yeah. team. Yeah, definitely a good lineup there. I sort of, I had Mitchell in my third team as well, uh, along with Bradley Beal. Did feel like both of them were sort of, because, like, you know, that third team is sort of just reserved for those players that are just, like, you know, great players, all-stars, but, you know. Yeah. It's sort of hard to just put them in with the superstars. And I, well, I do feel like Donovan Mitchell make a leap, and I feel like third team is definitely understanding what he could do. I feel yeah. like it's pretty right for him at the moment. Same in there, them. I had, um yeah, Jimmy Butler, but I was tossing up between Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum. Do you feel like Jimmy Butler would get a nod because his team is just going to perform? Like, the Heat are going to do really well this year. Yeah. Uh, AD and then Bam Adebayo yeah. as well. Yeah, love it. Yeah, thought you liked that one. Yeah, love the band pick. Um, <laughs> for, for my third team, I had Dame. I think he'll be good again. PG. Disrespectful. Yeah, it, it was a bit, to be honest. Brad Beal. Um, and <laughs> then I went for AD and Cat. I think one of those AD or Cat spots could be yes, taken by Bam. Yeah. But yeah, I thought Bam not Cat in. Yeah, no, I think I think AD's going to have a comeback here. He'll, he'll be back to near his best. He might not grab the 11 or 12 boards he used to, but I think he's yeah. due to have a big one. People he's been still... healthy and stuff since the playoffs, really. Yeah, yeah no, which is good for him. He looks, he looks good as well. He looks fit. Yeah, I can cat. Um, cat needs some more love. Sure. Yeah. I don't know what the odds would be, but if he multied cat $61 MVP with um, old mate, what was your name again? Chrissy Finch. Gosh, Chris Finch. <laughs> coach of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, no name. I can't, I, yeah. I don't even, I'll yeah. be honest, I just yeah. looked at whoever the Wolves coach was. But apparently what Nug was saying, they sounds like a good coach. So yeah. get around him. Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. definitely shit on Cat a bit more than he's he's deserving. And obviously coming off a pretty rough year last year, he's definitely got that fire lip beneath him. And yeah, yeah on and off the court, like the Wolves how, make some strides. So yeah, yeah, I love Cat. But um, um, yeah, moving on from that, I had the defensive teams. So for my defensive first team, I had Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybulle as a front runners. Um, then it was Giannis on the Kumpo, Draymond Green, and Rudy Gobert. Yep, I like it. I had, I chucked Thibel out and I had Bam in. But other than that, yep, it was the same. Thibel was in my second team. Yeah. Yeah, Thibel's definitely, I, I had to bump him into that first team for me because, you know, I do feel like his role is going to expand. But Bam's definitely a great shout. And obviously, Giannis and Dream were green and pretty good. But they're like almost just guaranteed, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. It was hard to obviously go past Marcus Smart as well, but he landed a spot in my second team. And he's in there with Drew Holiday, 
But I was also tossing up putting Davion Mitchell in that team as well because mm. even though he's a rookie, he's just he just brings Ooh. something that you know no rookie rookie players have brought in a long time. He's special. And, um, he's a, yeah, he's a mature. Anthony rookie Davis, Bam Adebayo, and Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like twenty four, I think. Yeah, he's not like yeah, one of those one of, of the, the Jalen Greens as well that come into the league after one year below it. Had a good ass game it's today. Preseason as well. Did the Kings win today? They did, yeah. 20 odd. I was going to get on them because of all the players the Blazers had out there. I only had done 33. And I was like, oh, yeah. I can't. That's way too short for a preseason game. But can't get them this soon. I was hoping they'd be like two yeah. or something. They've been pretty no, they won. Obviously, Blazers resting, Damon CJ. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, on from, did you have a second team as well, Mike? Oh, no, I just did first team. Just did the one? Uh, yeah, so then obviously all-rookie first team as well. This one's pretty cut and paste. Got top five picks in it. Cade, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Scotty Barnes, and Evan Mobley. I feel like that'd be the case for the majority of people. Yeah, mine was the same. Can't argue. Yeah. And then my second team had uh, was a bit more a bit more outlandish, but I had Davion Mitchell. And then I sort of was tossing up between Josh Giddy and James Booknight. And then I had Jalen Johnson, Trey Murphy, and Alperin Sengun in there. Yeah, like it. Alpe. Yeah, I feel like Sengun is just way more better than people are starting for. And he could Definitely even underrated. see the first team. The, yeah. the one thing that like pisses me off about the NBA is how underrated people that played internationally get. Yeah, like it even true. it even happened with Lamelo when he was like dropping triple doubles in Australia. People were just like devaluing it sort of but uh, I don't know I don't I think it shouldn't be as underrated as it is yeah yeah no, exactly. like even as Giddy says people were surprised that he was composed it was like that's what he was yeah literally he's been playing with grown men for the last year yeah as a point guard. college athletes yeah exactly like it's invaluable just having all those skills yeah and then I feel like Jalen Johnson he's definitely got a good role for him out there in Atlanta like sort of playing behind DeAndre Hunter but you know, Georgia Hunter's health is definitely a bit of a question mm. over the last year and a bit. For and sure. yeah, it's it's sort of just a good role for him. Obviously, like, you know, Sharif Cooper's a lot of question marks on what he's gonna do there, playing behind Trey and I think who's their backup again? Is it um Oh, what's oh, his name? He played at Slack last time. year. Yeah, oh, I can I know exactly who he is, I just cannot put the name to him. But yeah, like he's got a few guards to play behind. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's tough to see him sort of cracking a roll, but Jamal Johnson's just got, yeah, that just sitting there waiting for him. Yeah. Like it. Love it. Love it. Love I think it's Delon Wright. Delon Wright. Was yeah, it right. is Delon Wright. That's it. Yeah. I only remember his brother, Darrell, because like the Blazers. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Let's there's see. a price for Delon Wright for MVP. Like, what? <laughs> like $201 for Delon Wright. So I was just to check the market in just to like, have a Delon what? Wright fan. Someone must have requested it. Cool. It, it should be ten thousand dollars. No hate on Delon Wright. He's not going that MVP. Maybe someone knows something about trade that we don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just going to quit on the team this year. Yeah, and knows something about Delon Wright that we don't. <laughs> so, who do we reckon was going to be a team that would underperform this year compared the to at least these high expectations? Yeah, that was my pick as well. I yeah. think people are definitely overselling 
like they're a great team. They're going back to what they were like, you know, back in like the mid 2010s, but mm. it's just a different NBA now that they're coming back to. And it's sort of not to say they won't dominate, but obviously the markets are like 50 wins. I don't feel like they'll get over that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think um, Clay's obviously they've said like late December, but it it could very easily be mid-Jan, late-Jan, even like yeah. February before he starts doing much. And to think that he's going to come back and be the same player that he was is is um is a bit silly, to be honest. Like, I think he'll shoot just as good, but him being as good of a defender is just, it's not going to happen. And the other thing is people don't understand with those Warriors teams how good their bench was and how good their role players were. Compared yeah. to now, they're, like their backup centre is Beale, so who couldn't even get a run in Miami because he was too fat. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, just no, I don't think they're dead. He's just going to go on. Big fatty. Uh, my team, I think, uh, yeah, I think that my bust a bit is um, the Mavs just because of Jason Kidd. I think yeah. <laughs> I was reading this, there was this massive article, it was either on the ESPN or on the Athletic, um, that talked about stories of him when he was a Bucks coach and some of them were just crazy the things he used to do like yeah one day the Bucks um they'd had for like three months they hadn't had a day off practice and they were going to have Christmas off practice so they could be with their families and they were all like looking forward to it they had trips booked out of state and they had a shit practice the day before um and he made them all cancel their holidays to come back on Christmas and like stuff like that is just like that doesn't yeah. – uh, that's not how athletes wide anymore. Like, that's just insane. And, like, you assume he's probably learned from some of these things, but yeah. every player who – apart from Giannis, um, because Giannis is just built different, everyone who played in Milwaukee hated him. Yeah. I don't think Luca will love that sort of approach. Pausing is definitely, definitely right. He'll no. go hide behind a wall. Yeah, because yeah, um, he's a role like, I, I just don't <laughs> think his coaching style will fit in well. And you've got to assume that he learned from – but beyond that, like they still have the same problems they had last year. Luca has to do literally everything. He's the only guy on the team, apart from like Brunson can handle the ball, but Brunson's not going to go get his 20 points in the game. Yeah. He like Luca has to do everything. Um, and I just don't think, I think the top of the West is very good. And I don't think the Mavs are near the top of the West. I even would be looking at taking them to miss the playoffs as something Me too. Yeah. To yeah. look at. Like I, I just don't think they're going to be more. that good. I'm an avid Mads hater as well, so me too. Like, couldn't hate the more having to do everything out there. Yeah, it's just it's, it's yeah. such a shit. If you like, way if you go to the Mads, don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You like if you're a Jason Kidd's family member, don't listen to this podcast. This <laughs> is Jason Kidd's slander, twenty-four-seven. Bad person. This is a Chris Finch podcast only. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, along with that, obviously, Timberwolves. Timberwolves were up with my teams that I thought were going to perform better. And then also a bit biased with Blazers. People really understand the Blazers this year. Yeah. I do feel like we Blazers will be very towards good. the top four. Yeah, just because we had a bit of a off-season drama, you know, reloading a bit, getting some players like Cody Zell and Larry Nestry would prove real fruitful for us. And, yeah, like Dame's got a lot to give still and he's not giving up on the team. And, yeah, yeah CJ and Nurk, if they stay healthy, definitely going to be making some big impacts heading towards playoffs. I think yeah, I think this I could easily be the best version of the Blazers that we've seen. And, like, it's been yeah. relatively the same team. But last year, think about, like, Nurkic was injured basically the whole year. CJ was yeah. on fire before he got hurt. Yeah. Robert Covington was ass. He can't be worse than he was last year. 
And then they went and got um, Larry Nance <laughs> as well. So, yeah. And then even in Norman Power last year, this is yeah. insane for us because we've always just needed that third head of like the three headed monster. Like we had, you know, Alan Crabb and then Gary Trent Jr. for a bit, but just none of those guys are sort of as consistent as Norman Power's managed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Cody Zeller as well. Like the difference between him and Cantor in a pick and roll is the difference between buying an $80,000 car and buying a $4,000 first car. Like he, yeah. it, Cody Zeller is not really there, but Enos Cantor He's capable. would have, like, I could, I could defend the, oh, no, but Cantor like, <laughs> is just, yeah. I, he's, he's like, not beat And Dame yeah. is not a good, um, defender when he gets put into pick and rolls either, so he needs no. to have someone behind him who's good. And even losing Cantor's minutes with, especially with Nurk getting injured for so long last year, if that happens again, having someone who won't just be a black hole is yeah. um, pretty advantageous. And Zale is pretty reliable. Yeah, and then even Larry Nancy as well. And like we were a good team, and we had to sign Whiteside when those like on those pick and rolls where Dane got just like eaten up by screens and they came inside like Sam White was there but then there was just that whole like mid-range zone that there was just like no defense because Dane was just like helpless getting around the screens and then Sam White never left the paint so it's good now to have a sort of like nimble you know not big seven foot center and then obviously Cantor he's just he's he's pretty unco like he was great on offense grabbing boards and stuff but just on defense is a black hole yeah it's so funny watching him on defense. The second he comes yeah. on the court, the other team just attack him. <laughs> Couldn't be good for your ego. Not at all. All right, let's get right, into. We'll get into who we think is going to win the championship. What do we reckon? Super oh, yeah. quick, big one there. Um, hard to go past the Nets. Great team. Um, yeah. I feel do feel like some of the playoffs could break a team like that though. So my other pick is um, Milwaukee or Lakers, just a bit more championship pedigree amongst those teams. Pick them but, all, mate. Yeah, real, real hard to go past. <laughs> the Nets. Yeah, it's not a horse. Obviously, so the Blazers are in there. Just get the same race multi on, mate. The blended <laughs> one. Yeah, um, no, I like it. Blended I... one, Nets. <laughs> it's pretty handy. <laughs> I've yeah, got the Lakers for mine. I I I just um, I really like how when the Lakers won against the Heat a year ago, it was LeBron, AD, and then three and D guys. It's a very similar team except you add Russell Westbrook, and I think like the heart that he plays with shouldn't be underestimated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the um, Nets as well. I definitely wouldn't bet on them now, um, but they're because def- they'll be the same odds they are now. If they're still good in six yeah. months, since wait, uh, they're not like no team's going to go into the playoffs shorter than two dollars um, or even three dollars probably. Um, so like, just wait if you want to bet on the Nets. But betting aside, the Nets I think is my pick. Even if Kyrie doesn't play, I think you still got two of the top ten players in the league: KD and um, what's the other bloke's name? Durant. Harden. No, KD and Harden. Harden. <laughs> Yeah, very <laughs> um, good ass. And the pieces are around. Like, I'm a massive Bruce Brown's like the smallest center in the league. Hit like he screens yeah, and rolls. He's, he's, he's so fun. Uh, like Blake showed, showed up in the playoffs last year. Joe Harris can shoot, could shoot the ball. They would have probably won their championship yeah. last year. Um, exactly. They yeah, they're just an awesome team. They're built so well. They've got 
it right. But KD is he's a gamer. He's nuts. He just needed that sort of extra help last year. And if his foot was half an inch shorter, they would have beaten the Bucks anyway. So, yeah, that, that's definitely my pick. Like it. Yeah, sweet. All right, so I think that wraps it up for our debut episode of 3 and Day Podcasts. Um, obviously, gamble responsibly if you're going to heed some of those advice and some of the nuggets. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely. It was a quick little wrap-up of um, sort of season predictions and obviously a lot more to come. Boys, anything you want to say? Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I First party in the books. Get around us yep. everywhere you can. Yeah, on if all you're your still listening, if you're still listening at the moment, I flat out love you. So, yeah, flick me a message and I'll, um, I'll, I'll just get around you for still listening. Send you a mantra for the week. Yeah, affirmations. All right. Thanks for that, guys. Take care.